0: Man, it's crazy. We're already a quarter of the way through 2021, and there's been so many albums that came out. (laughs) Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast. And this week, I'm going to talk about my favorite albums of the year so far. So, first things first, if you are new to this channel, or if you haven't really caught on yet, I tend to only review albums that I enjoy, like a a decent amount. So, I guess that's a spoiler for the albums that are going to be talked about here, but there are also a lot of other albums that I listen to and either don't get around to reviewing, or they're too dense for me to feel comfortable reviewing in like a 10 to 15 minute video, but also don't want to make you guys sit through an hour of me talking about an album. But also, if you are interested in that, let me know, because I'm totally down to just talk about some of these albums forever. (laughs) So, Starting at the top of the year, Rap <laughs> Bob's Son. That album was hella good. Now, I started to write a review on that, and this is actually one of those albums that I felt... There's enough to say that if I limited myself to my typical review time length, it won't do it justice. There's, there's just too much to say. Because Rap Ferreira is one of those guys that's just you know, they say a lot of things, and, you know, there's a lot to it, (laughs) in fact, like, I started writing the review, and I'm like, god damn, this is gonna be one of those really long reviews, like, on just the, yeah, on the first actual song, I wrote a paragraph that's, like, longer than most of my intro, like, yeah, no, it's just really long, um, but anyway, like, that's when I'm like, okay, no, that's I don't know what to do with that, but the album is really good, <laughs> all of that, to just to say that. Um, it was meant to be, like, a tribute to Bob Kaufman, uh, who was a beat poet who lived in, lived between 1925 and 1986, and I believe he was mostly based in San Francisco, so that's really dope to be around that. Um. But yeah, the album was really good. I forgot what they call it. I think they called... Like, someone called it, like, bedroom rap or something. Because it's super... Like, it's kind of lo-fi, you could say. I mean, lo-fi is just a weird-ass term that no one really knows what it means anymore. But, you know, it has that sort of feel. But it's something that you can just kind of throw on and, you know, just have playing in the background. It's, It's like... I think another term that people used for it was, like, coffee shop rap. Because that's actually, that's really appropriate for it. Like, there's not a whole lot of, it's not aggressive, I guess you could say. It's just really chill. So, a dope album. Very jazzy, I guess you could say. But again, one of those albums that you... You can't really just summarize very easily. At least I, I don't feel comfortable doing that because it's very dense, for sure. I think, well, here, we'll just run through my first paragraph. Uh, this then goes into Cough Bomber's Return. The track starts off with an introduction to Rap being the last Cough Bomber and everyone being extremely happy about it. It's reminiscent of the aliens from Toy Story when the Claw would come down to take them away. The first verse has Ferrero touching on society and things that we just take as normal, almost. There's a decent amount of lead-up to this comment with him talking about the things that Black represents and what it can mean to different people. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that, because there was a whole lot that I referenced prior, so I'm not going to bore you guys with that. But let me know if you want a long-form review of it. Um... Moving on, that week, um, also, Troy LLF dropped Free Play 4, which was a dope album. Um, it is now on streaming, so if you haven't checked it out, do so. It's, I enjoyed it. It was a really dope album. Uh, I, talk, I got to chant, I got a chance to talk to Troy about the album, and it was awesome. Like, last year, he was just busy. I think he put out like five albums, which is just awesome. Like, so much work. <laughs> Ah, yes. Then later on in January, we had Nick Cautions with Anywhere But Here. And I think in my review I said, this is the first great album of 2021. And that's true. Although I haven't really returned to it since then. It was a good album, though. Um, I don't know why I haven't returned to it, though. Maybe it's just... Like thinking back on it now, the maybe the sequencing wasn't as solid. So listening to it as an album might not have like really clicked for me. It was good. I enjoyed a lot of songs off of it and I actually had a I actually had a lot of trouble like choosing my favorite songs off the album when I did the review. But you know, it was I don't know. I probably need to go back and listen to it again and really get an idea for, um, like, where it stands now. Because it's been about three months almost since it came out, so, you know. Oh yeah, then the following week. Coda the Friend, Lyrics to Go volume 2. I mentioned this on my last Coda review with Static Selecta. I like Coda, but I also don't like Coda. And that's putting it very simply. So, Coda to me, like, he's a dope rapper. He's got a lot of skill, he makes great songs. The only hang-up for me is that he's too positive. (laughs) If that can be, like... If that could be um, considered an issue, <laughs> like I don't know, um, like he's got bars, he's got like he's a good rapper, but I don't know something about his positivity just doesn't really click with me. But maybe that's just because I'm not at that point in my life yet. So it's a dope album. I think I only gave it like one or two listens because I knew I wasn't gonna really review it. But it was a good album um, I'm sure, I mean, if, if you're a fan of Coda You know that it's going to be good So, yeah But the other one that I really, again Like, similar to um, the Rap album Thirteen A Magnificent Day for an Exorcism This was an album that I was really excited for And I really wanted to do a review for it So Thirteen is comprised of Feral Manch, Daru Jones, and I believe Marcus Machado. Me, because again, this was one of those that I started writing review for, and I got pretty far actually. Uh, yeah, Marcus Machado. So this album, the main reason I was really excited for it was because Feral Manch had been teasing this idea of Thirteen for ever. Like, I feel like it's been at least ten years where he's been talking about Thirteen. And, you know, I was... I was like, what is he gonna do with it? Eventually, we got this album. And it's a very good album. I wish it had come out a little bit sooner, though. Because a lot of the subject matter here is very... um, It's very rooted in the issues that we had in 2020. So, like, all of the excess in police brutality all the issues we had with our previous president um and just the treatment of black people like that's a like that album touched on all of that and it did so really well excuse me now i like again i i enjoyed it a lot but this is also one of those albums that's just very intricate and very deep Pharoah Monch isn't a dude that you can just be like, yeah, I know exactly what he's saying right away. And, like, for me, like, again, I wanted to review this album, but I felt like I wouldn't do it justice by doing a shorter review. Um, I did get a bit further in writing this one. I think, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I got, like, five songs into the review, and then I realized that those five songs was already longer than every review I have typically do. Um, so I stepped back from that and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just hold off on it. And here we are, what, two and a half months later and I still haven't done a review for it. But again, this if you want me to do a, a proper review for it, like long form, let me know because... It's a good album. You should really listen to it. But okay, another thing to keep in mind with it is that well, if you know Feral Munch, you know that he's got a bit of rock influence every once in a while. Not even every once in a while. It's pretty often now that I think about it. But this album it is very much that. It is a rap rock album, for sure. And that's not for everyone. I know I used to listen to that Sort of sound way more, but as I've gotten older, I've shifted away from it a little bit, but it's still a very enjoyable listen. So, you know, one thing to keep in mind. But also, it's like, y'all, almost all y'all got streaming, so it doesn't hurt. Just go listen to it. <laughs> um, that week we also had Doc D with Planetary Destruction. I only wanted to bring that up because I haven't listened to it since. That's all Like That wasn't a bad album But Because it wasn't Promoted in a way that I would have liked it to Like that also Made me not want to really listen to it But What it really wanted to make me do Was go listen to Doom Rather than Logic So Moving on Because now we're still in January. Jesus Christ. Kells is dead. Ian Kelly. Ian Kelly is such an amazing dude. I love him. Like, that album is so good. I was actually, when I was thinking about this podcast, I was like, damn, was there any albums that really could be a contender for album of the year? And then I remembered Kells is dead. It's a... It's so good. Like so, Ian Kelly. If you don't know him, he is from Oakland. He is signed to Jamla Records, Ninth Wonders label, and this entire album, I believe, is produced by mostly produced by Eric G. Some tracks by um, Ninth Wonder, and I think that's it. I'm not sure if Chris had any production on it. I think he did, but the production is dope. And I mean it's if you're getting an album from Jamla, you kinda know it's gonna be good. You know, like there's a standard <laughs> there. And it's it's so good. It's it's so good. I That's one of the few albums from this year so far that I just kinda keep throwing on. Like it's constantly in my recently played. It's, it's that good, like, ugh. Because, it's it just, you know, it, it, when you throw it, when you have an album like this, you can just throw it on anywhere, and have it on as background music, but it's also really dope when you actually listen to it. Like, the album starts off with, um, a Nina Simone sample for, I forgot the actual track name, for, misunderstood, yeah, okay, <laughs> but it's like, it comes in so hard, and it's, ah. Uh, but also, using that sample is just cheating for me, because I, I love that sample, it's so good, but no, that, that is a dope, dope album, if you haven't checked it out, you, I don't know what to tell you, you fucked up, if you haven't listened to that album, you fucked up, <laughs> I could also just be hyping it up a lot, because I really do enjoy that album, um, let's see oh yeah I guess that did come out um so now we're in February but we had another collab project from Big Ghost and Conway the Machine it was only available on Bandcamp for the first week I believe and then after that it was on Spotify and streaming it's a dope album uh yeah, I don't really have much to say because I didn't listen to it too much. But I think I enjoyed the one prior a little bit more. Except for like the last track. I I probably should have pulled up the track list for this one. But um, the last track on it... Conway, Conway does this thing where you don't expect him to be super introspective and emotional. And then he does it and you you're just there crying like it happens with conway's music so much more than i would have expected like you don't you know like it, you listen to what's popular from conway and you don't really get that idea from him like you don't get that vibe you're not like oh yes this is a very emotional very introspective man like, no, you don't feel that way when you listen to his more popular songs. But he does that really well. Um, it's a short project, though. I think it's like 15 minutes, so check it out. Um, but again, I didn't do a review for it. So that kind of shows where I stand on it. Like, it was okay, but I didn't love it. That was a weird week. Oh, man. because I So the way I'm doing it... Or pulling up these albums is through my weekly notes. So, like, I like where I mentioned what albums came out. There's so many albums that I just didn't listen to. Like, General Steel and ES- ESK, uh, America's Nightmare 3. Like, that's probably a dope album, too. I just didn't listen to it. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a good week, too. So, moving on, again. Uh, now we're mid, mid-February. mid First one we had was Judas and the Black Messiah, like, the inspired album. This was dope. Uh, the main reason I didn't do a review for this is because I didn't know how to review it. Um, if that makes sense. So what I mean by that is there's soundtracks and then there's albums that are inspired by a movie. This one is kind of a mix of both because you know, when, when you watch the movie you do hear some of the songs I think or at least one of the songs I don't, it's been so long I don't remember, but the movie was amazing by the way. Um, it's With soundtracks and albums that are inspired by movies, it's really hard to review because they're going in a different direction. They don't necessarily need to follow some sort of album sequencing or the movie sequencing. They could just be kind of thrown in there. And because they aren't always, like, they don't always include songs that are included in the movie, uh, it gets a little weird. So with this one I th- I want to say the only one that was like the only song that was on there was the one with Rhapsody and Jid. Actually, let me pull it up real quick. Sorry for the clicking. There we go. Thank God I didn't have to do too much. Um yeah, I think the only one that was really on there was something, right? That was the Masego, Jid and Rhapsody track. Oh, I dropped something. Um And, you know, it was good. Like, I liked a lot of the songs off of this. But, again, it was a very... Like, just kind of thrown together sort of thing for me. Like, there were dope songs, but... There wasn't, like, a flow to it. There wasn't... It just... It didn't feel like an album. It really just felt like a collection of songs. So main reason I didn't review it, but also because with this sort of thing, I, well, because I listened to it right as the movie came out, I guess it was a little bit different, but typically with soundtracks, I try to listen to it prior and see where in the movie it would fit, or I'll listen to it afterwards, I guess, but at least in recent times, I'll listen to it prior and get an idea of where the movie would fit, because movies are pretty predictable most of the time, so you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen, and especially with the music, you can kind of be like, ah yes, during this particular, like if this sort of scene comes around, like this is going to be what's playing. Makes sense, at least to me. I'm also one of those weirdos that tries to put songs to events and music or movies because that's what I did in high school for a little bit Uh, not really but I I thought about it a lot so yeah that one that's it was a good I don't want to call it an album like it was good it was an enjoyable collection of songs let's say that but main reason I didn't review it didn't feel like a proper album to me yeah. It like it really just felt like it was gonna be reviews of individual songs for fifteen minutes. Um also that week we got Slow Ties Tyron, and that was a beautiful album. That one is likely gonna be on my top ten list by the end of the year too. It was really good. Um I check my review of it if you want a better explanation of how I feel, but it was It was good, like, because Slow Tie, when you think of Slow Tie, if you've heard of him um, on, uh, not samples, on um, features and stuff like that, he tends to be more aggressive, right? But on this album, I mean, well, yeah, we do get that for the first half, but the second half is more of him just chilling out, and, well, not chilling out, being more reflective and kind of somber at times, so... It's a very good, very good album, and that was something that I was concerned about when it came out too, like if it would work by having um, that high energy and that slower energy, I guess you could say, but it, it worked out really well. Uh, we also have Marlon Craft. How we intended that was a really good album as well. I, I'm just a fan of Marlon Craft because he's he's one of those guys that like knows what he's talking about. <laughs> it, it like it, it that's what it just feels like and he has enough charisma to be like just confident in what he says even though on some of the like some of his music it, you can see like he's being very vulnerable and there are times where he may seem like he's not confident so like you know it it's a good mix i feel um definitely check out that album it was good i i liked it i mean i i reviewed it so <laughs> Um, let's see what else we got. I also just realized that this is probably going to be longer than half an hour now that I'm only in February. But, let's do this. Uh, next week we had Sylvan Q, Young Sylvan, EP1. It was dope. Uh, I didn't do a review for this because... I didn't have enough to say about it. Like, it was good. <laughs> that That's all. Like, I... I liked it, and I go back to a lot of the songs off of it. I Yeah, that that's what I'm probably going to do, because this is his, um, not EP1, it's like episode one, supposedly, and this meant to be a trilogy, so what I'm going to probably do is do a review when all three episodes are out, so be on the lookout for that. It, it was dope, though. I enjoyed it. Uh, Jim Jones and Harry Fraud, The Fraud Department, that was a really good album, too, which I probably should go back and listen to more. Um, yeah, that's that's all I gotta say, it was solid, I think I only gave it one listen though, but I was was pleasantly surprised with it, and speaking of pleasantly, Pleasantly Plump 2, uh, Champ Green and DJ Twelves, I liked it, it was fun, it was a really fun album, um, don't know why I didn't review it though, it was dope though, I I liked it, uh. There's also another album that I should have listened to uh, from old Drew and the God Fahim. The, the Y-O-D Fahim. But, you know. I need to listen to that. I know. I know. Mavi, End of the Earth. Yes. Check out my review. I really enjoyed it. This was my first time really listening to him. And it was dope. It's a smart man. But also, like, it wasn't so intricate that... I couldn't wrap my hand around it like I really enjoyed it I feel like if you were to put out an album soon I would have a hard time doing a review for it because it'd probably be too in-depth but we'll have to wait and see uh, then the week after so now we're in March actually so maybe I will finish this within half an hour who knows In March, uh, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats dropped Unlocked 1.5. Basically just a remix album to their Unlocked project that dropped last year. And, I mean, I haven't really listened to a remix project in a minute. But it was pretty solid. I mean, I didn't... I'm not mad at it. I enjoyed the remixes to the Beats. And the extra features we got were nice, too. I mean, I really have nothing bad to say about it main reason i didn't review it is because most of the album is the same so didn't really feel like in i mean the stuff that i talk about in reviews like the the lyric aspect is basically the same because there i don't think denzel curry had any new verses on it the beats obviously were different because you got um featured producers like the alchemist and robert glasper but you know um, I just didn't want to review it, because I, it, it felt like an old album now. <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, and speaking of another album that I didn't review, Tech of Smith & Wesson dropped Priceless. I didn't listen to that either, but I need to. So, be on the lookout for me listening to that. Ooh, yeah! So now we're on March 12th chica once upon a time um so this ep was good i this was my first time really listening to chica and my only complaint well not really complaint the the reason i didn't review this is because there was a few complaints about it so the album really felt all over the place or ep i mean which, to be fair, it is an EP. you can kind of do whatever you want. There's no rules or any well, there's no rules for anything really. But like there's no structure that's kind of decided on for an EP. Like oftentimes an EP is really just a collection of songs that you wanted to put out. But to me, it felt too it felt like she was catering to a too wide of an audience <laughs> rather than like really honing in which again isn't really a complaint but to me it felt so disconnected each uh each song i really did enjoy cinderella part 1 and part 2 like that was a fun not fun um that was just a good storytelling uh song so that was good um but i after listening to this and then going back and listening to her previous ep um i think it I think the previous one was a little bit better i do think though if she were to release an album it would be way more focused first of all but also it would just have more content it felt like like that's that's kind of what i felt like was lacking from some of the songs to me to me if you liked it again you can like it (laughs) but this is just how i felt oh boy Oh, man, right, I forgot, March 19th and March 26th, there was just, everyone wanted to release something, <laughs> so now we're on, well, now we're pretty much two today, but March 19th, remember how I said that was a dumb, busy week for music? Yeah, I did a shit ton of reviews that following week, I'm tired, but we had Guap 4000 and Ill Mind 1176, it was a dope album. I was telling my friend, um, I enjoyed this album as an album, because, you know, there was a progression from the beginning to the end. There was, I guess, a storyline, you could say. But I think I enjoyed more songs off of Dior Deposits. Although, Dior Deposits was more of that album where you just... There was, again, sequencing, but it was more... I felt single-based, but again, that's just me. I preferred that sound more than 1176, but that is not to say 1176 was bad. I did really enjoy a lot of the songs off of that as well, hence my review of it. Like, if I didn't like it to a certain extent, I would not have reviewed it. I feel like I have to mention that often. Um, Also that week, uh, Joyce Wright, Overgrown. I didn't review it, but it's as good. My coffee's getting cold, I'm sorry. I have to I have to finish this. Ugh. Um yeah, no, Joyce Rice. <clears throat> Joyce Wright. Joyce Rice? It's Joyce Rice. Why did I write Joyce Wright? What the hell's wrong with me? Um now I gotta go double check because I'm might just be illiterate. Uh I know I just listened to it recently. There it is. Joyce Rice, okay. So, Autocorrect decided to <laughs> mess me up there. But, her Overgrown project, it was really good. It was really good. Um, I think the main reason I didn't review it is because it didn't really fit in, like, what I normally review. It was way more, well, it is an R&B album, more so. And that's not really what I review on this channel, because I don't know what I'm talking about with R&B. <laughs> or... I can All I can really say is like, yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Um, no, nah, but that song that she did with Freddie Gibbs on one is constantly in my head. So just that alone is enough for me to say it's a good album, honestly. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was good. It was good. Definitely check that one out. Uh, Code of the Friend and Sax Electa, To Kill a Sunrise. I mentioned this earlier. It was dope um again i did a review for it so i liked it (laughs) uh it did have the same sort of i did have the same sort of issues that i do with most of coda's music where it was a little bit more positive but what he brought this time was a bit more of a braggadociousness that i don't really hear too frequently from him and the fact that we got it on multiple tracks was good. For me, I feel like the sequencing was fine. Like it sounded good throughout, but the subject matter shifted very quickly and then it stayed where it was. And what I mean by that is the first couple songs were more aggressive, you could say, and more braggadocious. And then it shifted very almost immediately to him being positive or like talking about um, negative things and like looking at the positive side of it, which it is a coda thing like I get it, but to me I feel I would have liked him to stay on that more aggressive braggadocious sound because he did it really well and I, I wanted more like yeah it is what it is though uh yes. Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud, The Plugs I Met 2. I haven't returned to it since I reviewed it. Yeah. Personally, I feel like if he had named it literally anything else, I would have probably enjoyed it more. But, because The Plugs I Met, the original one, was one of my favorite projects from when it released, I had high hopes. This one just didn't meet that bar, and... You know, it is what it is. But it was okay. It wasn't as good as actually most of what he put out recently. But it was solid. Like that's kinda what I feel Griselda does a lot of times. Like they don't necessarily They put out a consistent amount of music and a consistent level of music. Every once in a while we'll see them just outdo themselves. And that makes sense because that's going to be on projects and albums where they really want to show off. But with this, it felt like just kind of a, almost like a throwaway. Like, you know, in the early Griselda days, like, and I mean, early in the sense, like four years ago, um, where they would have like a mixtape every other week. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. They're just like, it was that sort of energy. It was, it felt almost phoned in at points but it's fine it's fine It was. It, I think it was still a little bit better than some of those phoned in uh, projects but you know I don't think it's going to make my lists this year also that week Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin Smoke Break, I enjoyed this I only listened to it like once though I don't know why but I only listened to it once so there's that it was a good album though at least from what I listen to. Oh, man. Now we're, we're pretty much caught up. So last week... Last week. There's albums that I didn't review last week. Because... Well, I mean, it's not last week. But, like, you know what I mean. Like, the the week prior. and Yeah. The 26th. The week of the 26th. <laughs> so I didn't review any albums last week. Because... I was tired. I just wanted to take a break. But there was a few other reasons. Uh, Main reason was the album that I wanted to review, the Arm & Hammer and Alchemist project, Haram, kind of followed the same thing as the Rap and Thirteen album. It was too in-depth for me to feel comfortable just putting out a short review for it. Now, again... If reviewers are doing that, that's totally fine because, you know, you, you know what you're doing. I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh no, you should go track by track and fully break down everything. That's not everyone's cup of tea. Like if you go and listen to reviews from like Fantano, that's, he doesn't do that. He does it as a, he does it completely different than I do. He goes kind of into it as a whole project um, and then with Dead and Hip Hop, it's, same sort of deal. like, And that's different because there's multiple people. Um, but what I was thinking of doing is doing a review kind of like, what's his name? I think Peter Sky. So he did a review for it where he essentially just sat down for 45 minutes and just talked about the album. That's one option for me. And then um, Madam, what's her name? She does a bunch of um, underground reviews, too. Let's see. Madam Money says, what's her YouTube channel? Uh, Salt in the Game. Um, she did a longer form review as well, so I I could do something like that as well. But I, I really have to decide if it's something I want to do. But it was a good album. <laughs> I say all that to say it was a good album it's just, again, it was so dense, so dense, like, I, I just didn't know how to even approach it, like, like I said, I could go super broad with it, but that's not my style, like, if you've watched my reviews, I try to go track for track, and, like, do a decent analysis of it, like, in-depth enough, like, that's what I mean, like, not decent in the sense, like, oh, I'm doing a good job, I'm not I'm not saying that because I hate what I do sometimes. Like, I'm very I'm very much my own critic. But um, what I mean is I, I want to do, like, a proper analysis of it. I want to do almost like a breakdown for it. You know, like, that's kind of what I want to do for that sort of album. And I don't feel like my review style would fit it for would fit for a shorter review so that's where we're at um i don't know i might hit up the hip hop babies and do a review with them because they seem to enjoy it as well um also that week um vic menza's eye tape Uh, i liked it but i also didn't really like it i think it was because there was a lot of beat switches and the beat switches lasted a little bit too long. Or like they were at weird times. I don't know. Something about it, I just it just didn't click with me too well. But it was solid. I mean, we'll see where he goes with the C-tape. But that's to come, I guess. Um, and then the other album that I didn't review was Collaborate's Light on My Skin. That's supposedly really good. So I need to go, I didn't even listen to it yet. So I need to check that out. Ah, oh, man! But I think that caught us up. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the albums that released last week because why? <laughs> I'm going to review some of them, so I don't want to talk about them yet. Anyways, that is a very, I guess, I don't even know what this is anymore. Is me just talking about albums that came out now? To summarize, the albums I enjoyed Ian Kelly, Kells is Dead uh, Slow Tie, Tyron Those are the only two that I really remember off the top of my head that are really dope. Other than that I mean Yeah, that's that's really all I got because the other albums are good. I mean, Nick Caution's album was really good um, Bob's Son was really good Thirteen was really good but as far as the ones that i return to f- most frequently kells is dead and tyran like those are those are some of the best albums this year so far let me know what you guys think drop a comment below and let me know what your favorite albums this year so far are and why my opinions are wrong because i'm sure someone will say something like that <laughs> anyways Also remember to like and subscribe if you want to see more content and me just rambling like this. (laughs) Thank you for watching or listening, whatever you're doing with this, and please stay safe out there.